welcome to the First Down Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Jackson. It is Thursday, September 9th, day before kickoff. Sorry we are delayed on the podcast. It was supposed to drop Wednesday night, but we had some technical difficulties. Um, Wi-Fi was out due to the heat waves uh, here in San Diego, so apologize for that, but going to get the pot out to you before kickoff uh, tomorrow, so just look out for that. But anyway, we're almost there. It's almost time. Chiefs, Texans. Oh, I can't wait. We're going to go ahead and get into a game preview of that game here in a bit. We'll also be touching on our last six teams um, for the season that we haven't gone over. I know a lot of people have already done their fantasy drafts, but I still like to put the information out there, maybe give you a little more hope. A little more uh, confirmation on your your picks that you made, just feeling good about the players you drafted and maybe giving you some thought on the players that are possibly still out there on the waiver wire on these teams. So give you something to think about there. But before we go ahead and get into those team breakdowns, we're going to go ahead and go over some news that happened this week. And boy, do we got a couple players that secured that bag, got paid. You know I'm all about players getting contracts. I love seeing these guys get paid for their hard work. But ones that stood out to me, D-Hop, Cardinals already extended him. He hasn't even played a game yet. So he got a two-year deal, I believe, or two-year extension on his deal. Uh, The Browns signed Kareem Hunt to a two-year deal, and that one was a little surprising to me. Uh, With Nick Chubb being there, someone they invested in, and I get it. You want to have a good one-two punch, but for fantasy, I don't like that for Nick Chubb at all. And I mean, if this Browns offense, I mean, it's going to be running back by committee, it seems like, like they might be splitting touches, whatever half. So, you know, with Stefanski back there um, as the coach now, uh, he was the offensive coordinator for the Vikings. So he was there when Dalvin Cook was kind of blowing up and, and taking the uh, the scene there at running back. I really wish they didn't give Kareem Hunt this contract, to be real with you, because I feel like it's going to hold Nick Chubb back from just being great. Because, I mean, Kareem Hunt's a great running back. Um, Back when he was on KC, he looks like a top 10 back in the league. So, I mean, it's good team move, but for fantasy, I'm not a fan of it. But I hope it works out for both of those players. Uh, Other than that, it looks like the one contract that stood out big to me was the Rams and Jalen Ramsey got a big one done. Five years, 105 mil. Happy for him. Just overall happy for the player. I hope he lives up to the money. I mean, he did in Jacksonville. He was an, an elite cornerback in Jacksonville. And in L.A., he didn't have a bad season last year. Um, I'm expecting big things, though, for that defense and I mean, you got the best cornerback, possibly the best cornerback in the league and the best defensive tackle there with Aaron Donalds. I mean, the Rams might be a sneaky good defense this year. So, but just going to put that out there. Happy for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, if you guys have been watching Hard Knocks, he can go buy that crazy ass house up on that, uh, in the mountains there. Or hillside in LA, but the place looks sick. But other than that, no one else really got paid. Not me, at least. Some player injury news, though, a um, couple of them that stuck out. And one that really just cut home and, and hurt me deep was uh, Von Miller, man. He out for the season. Best case scenario, he's out three months. But still, I, I don't think he's going to rush back. And he got a, a tendon injury in his ankle. Um, yeah, and just uh, it was the last play of practice, too. And, man, it's just every year at the Broncos, we, we always got some type of adversity. But... 
on the bright side, it's going to be a great opportunity for Bradley Chubb to step up. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, and yeah, man, just prayers out to Vaughn. I'm bummed out about it, but I'm not going to let that hinder our season. Still think we're going to be a great team. Um, other than that, and just kind of fantasy news injury that really popped up that I was a little concerned about was Mike Evans with a hamstring injury. So he is day-to-day, which is good. But he could possibly be a game-time decision on Sunday. And, I mean, it being week one, Tampa Bay's playing the Saints. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure on how confident I am with Mike Evans, especially if it's a hamstring injury. I mean, that's one. He could literally run a route, pull it, and he's out, you know. So something you may want to keep an eye on. And I'll touch on on the next show when we do the full Sunday breakdown of games. But... Other than that, that's pretty much all we got going on in the news. We're going to go ahead and hop right into the team breakdowns. We've got six teams today. Finally, we're coming to the end. All six. Well, the last six. Um, all of them pretty good fantasy teams, actually, except for one. Uh, we'll get to them, though. But we're going to go ahead and start off with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I have this team having a pretty decent year, actually. They're going to be competing there in the, NFC, uh, the AFC, excuse me, AFC North. Uh, they do open up on Monday night, I believe, against the New York Giants in New York. Um, have them taking the Giants down there. And that's going to be a great fantasy game for all your Steelers. You know, start them all. Um, then the next couple weeks, they got Denver, Houston, Tennessee. So, you know, some tough defenses in there. But then it kind of lightens up with Philly. I don't know what Cleveland's defense is going to be like. They got Baltimore week seven. And then they hit that bye week. After that bye, they got Dallas, which I think Dallas is going to be a really good defense, and then kind of have an easy run um, to the playoff schedule, and even easy run to the rest of the season with Cincinnati, Jacksonville. They got Baltimore in there again, but at home. Washington, and then they finish the season at Buffalo. Oh, no, they don't. Excuse me. Wrong on my notes, but uh, they play at Buffalo Week 14, then Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Cleveland. Excuse me. But still, I like those matchups for those players, uh, especially for the fantasy playoffs. Uh, players that you're going to want to definitely own on the Steelers team. I mean, Juju's a given. I think Juju's going to have a great bounce back year, especially with Ben Roethlisberger back and healthy, hopefully. Reports are saying that he's in the best shape of his life. Um He's throwing the skin up a tick this year, you know. It's pretty much just all mumble jumble up until we see these guys play. But I'm hoping Ben, Big Ben's back and healthy and playing to how he used to play. I mean, the guy just slings it, gets the ball to the receivers for sure. So it's going to be good news for Juju. And it's also going to be good news for Deontay Johnson. I think he's set up to have a breakout year. Now, I don't think he's going to take over as a wide receiver number one. I still think that's going to be Juju, but I think Deontay is going to be a great compliment, someone who can stretch the field, make high point catches, and uh, make Juju's life easier, actually, in the slot. And uh, sleeper on this team, too, with Juju and Deontay, and someone who I think can possibly even lead this team in receiving touchdowns, and it's just based off his height. And dude, 6'6", is Eric Ebron at tight end. So Ebron played... For the Colts, and I believe he had over 10 touchdowns when he was with them. Um, just You really just got to lob it up to him, and he's going to go make plays. And he's a tight end that can stretch the field as well, too. So started out in Detroit, went to Indy, had a great year. And now he's in Pittsburgh with Big Ben, who loves throwing to the tight end. You know, So Eric Ebron's someone that might still be on your waiver wires that you want to consider looking at. Then the last guy who I'm kind of, well, last two guys, I'm kind of not skeptical, but 
wouldn't be per se my first choice, uh, especially where they're going at in drafts. Um, Big Ben is someone I think you can get late, maybe even not even draft. You can just pick him up off waivers. Um, and James Conner. And James Conner concerns me literally just because of his durability. I feel like he's always hurt. Um, he's always banged up or gets banged up pretty easy. But when the guy is healthy, he's amazing. Great running back. But we haven't seen that in two years now. And... I'm someone just, I don't know, I really take these guys who happen to be dinged up and banged up every season, you know, kind of takes their their uh, their glimmer away from, from me drafting them. You know, they don't look as appealing. And, yeah, just James Conner. I mean, if you can get them late, you know, fourth, th- uh, yeah, third, fourth round maybe. I mean, even with that, I think it's a little too expensive for my taste to reach for James Conner in the third, but yet again, he can prove me wrong, stay healthy all year, and finish as a top five running back. I mean, he has the skills. He's going to get the uh, the work to do that. Um, he is the primary three uh, three down back there in Pittsburgh. So, but yeah, with Big Ben stays healthy, great outlook for this team's wide receiving options with Juju, Deontay Johnson, and Eric Ebron, and James Conner stays healthy. I think these Steelers players here are going to give you guys a lot of success in your fantasy season. We're going to go ahead and move on to the San Francisco 49ers. I know a lot of Niner fans, and I know a lot of them are going to be really discouraged and pissed off about what I'm about to say, but I think there's going to be a big step back for these guys this year. Um, I got them finishing 7-9, and and it's not because... You know, I don't think they're a bad team or anything like that. I just think the teams, especially in their division, all got a lot better. The Rams look a lot better. The Seahawks look a lot better. The Cardinals, hell of sure, their offense looks a lot better. And when I look at the Niners' offense, they really didn't add much. You know, they did. They went and got a wide receiver in the draft, and then they spent their first-round pick on a defensive tackle when they could have gotten one of these elite wide receivers that came out this past year. I mean, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, they've been hitting on their draft picks, so I'm not going to take that away from them. But, you know, just, you know, defense is going to win some championships, but you also need an offense that's going to be able to move the ball down the field. But I do have these Niners kind of starting off the season on a slow start, and then they're going to kind of kick it into gear. Um, I do have them losing week one against Arizona. But then I have them going on a four-game win streak. I mean, they got the Jets, Giants, Eagles, and Dolphins. Those are all cupcakes. I think they're going to be able to win those games. But then they're going to go on a little three-game losing streak to the Rams. Um, I don't. They're going up to New England. Um, I think Foxborough. Cam Newton's going to. I think he's really going to shine in a lot of these games. And uh, against the Niners, I think it's going to be a game where he's he's really going to ball out, use his mobility to just take this defense apart. Um, and then up in Seattle, I mean, I don't, I, they don't have too much luck up there in the clank. So I see them losing to Seattle there. And then they kind of go on a stretch, wins, losses here. Um, some good games they do have matchup against Green Bay, New Orleans. They got the Rams again, the Bills. You know, they got a pretty tough schedule there in the middle of the season. But they do finish off at least the fantasy playoffs. They open up against Washington play Dallas the week after, and then finish off with the Cardinals. So, you know, some of these Niner players, you could feel very confident starting. And uh, players that I'm looking at on this team, I mean, of course, George Kittle. I mean, we're going to take him in the second, third round if he lasts that long. Um, Raheem Moster at running back. I really hope he breaks out this year because he has the, the skills and just all the potential to. And it really, I think, just comes down to him making the most of his touches. I do believe he'll be the starter. 
And it's going to be one of those situations where I think he needs to produce to keep that starting job because he does have a good backup behind him, and that's Tevin Coleman. Um, so, yeah, I really want to see Raheem Mostert take that step up. He is someone I would like to draft um, that I would recommend you drafting if you haven't done so. And uh, last but not least for Niners that I'm liking is Debo Samuel. And I know he is coming off of a foot injury. You can literally draft him, stash him. I mean, once he's healthy, he's gonna, he's the number one wide receiver on this team. They use him in so many ways as well, too. So aside from catches, targets, touchdowns, I mean, he might even get you some rushing yards as well, too. They use him on sweeps. Kyle Shanahan's very creative with his players, and I, I like what he was doing with Debo Samuel last year. Um, player to avoid, though, and it's just because I think the, the lack of weapons they have on that offensive end. But Jimmy G, you know, he's someone that – you might want to stream here and there, but he's not someone that I would look to draft. Um, I don't see really high upside for him, especially just, yeah, the lack of receiving options. And they did address the offensive line, but I think that's going to benefit the run game more than the passing game. And the last guy who I think could possibly be the sleeper on this team is Brandon Ayuk. It's a wide receiver they did draft. I have not seen too much film on him. He comes out of Arizona State, but big receiver. Um, has actually a player comparison to Debo Samuel, so that's kind of interesting to see. They got two of the kind of same guys. But aside from the uh, Brandon Ayuk there, you know, just kind of rehashing, Debo Samuel, Mostert, and Kittle are all serviceable in fantasy. These are guys you're going to want to start. Uh, beware Jimmy G. You know, stream them. There's some weak defenses that they're playing this year. Jimmy G might possibly shine in those games for you. We're going to go ahead and move on to their division rival, though, and that is the Seattle Seahawks. I see, I see good things coming for the Seahawks team this year. I think they're going to win the division possibly um them i mean i'm really giving arizona a lot of credit this year i really think they're gonna be really good um seattle though does have the experience so i could see you know i got seattle finishing 12 and 4 um they seem to always be in the playoffs every year whether it's wild card or leading the division they did address the defense this year with the trade of jamal adams they did Unfortunately, not signed Jadavion Clowney, so I'm curious to see what their pass rush is going to look like. But we're going to talk about the offensive players, the guys you want on fantasy. And they do have a really nice schedule set up for them as well, too. I mean, they do have some tough defenses, but, I mean, you got Russ Wilson throwing you ball, you know, Mr. Unlimited. If you have not seen the video of him calling himself Mr. Unlimited, please just watch it and... Oh man, the dude's so corny. I love him on the field, but he's 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 a goober for sure, a goober. But uh, anyway, so Russ Wilson though, fantasy, you want to just get Russ. I mean, he's one of those five to six mobile quarterbacks that can take over a game, and especially in fantasy, um, Russ Wilson's kind of an easy choice. Someone that's probably going to be considering the MVP voting. I think this year, that's how good of a year he's going to have. And to go with Russ, I mean, got his two receiving options there with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Both of these guys, I think, are going to ball out. Um, I think DK is going to end up with more touchdowns than Tyler, uh, but I think Tyler's going to get more receptions. Receiving yards, uh, it was tough. Um, I want to give it to Tyler Lockett just because him and Russ already have a really good rapport with playing with each other for so many years, but... At the same time, I mean, if DK takes that, takes that next step, I mean, he could be a superstar by the end of the season. I mean, just with his build, athleticism, and having a year already under his belt with Russ, um, 
he can have a huge, huge year, and he might be even someone we're looking at in those top two rounds next year. I mean, just depending on on how well he does, and I think he has a lot of potential and can be someone that can really carry your team out through the season. So, you know, with the trio of the, the QB and the two wideouts there, you know, those are going to be reliable for you all season. My one concern, though, and that's in the backfield, is Chris Carson. Again, and kind of like how James Conner we were talking about earlier with Pittsburgh. When he's healthy, balls out. Freaking amazing. Does his thing. Rushing yards. Gets touchdowns. The whole shebang. He is coming off of, I believe, hips, hip surgery. And... um he always seems like he's always dinged up as well, too. I really hope that he comes into this season healthy. And if he does, I mean, he's going to be a great running back for you week in and week out. As the Seahawks do run the ball, I do believe that he will have dominate the touches, actually. Rashad Penny's still coming back from his ACL tear, so I don't think they're going to be rushing him out onto the field. And they did sign Carlos Hyde, who surprisingly had a 1,000-yard season last year, I believe, with Houston. Um, so with Hyde as the backup right now, I don't see him really stealing too much work from Chris Carson. But as long as Chris Carson stays healthy, I think he's going to be a reliable running back for you this year. But yeah, it's going to be fun to watch these Seahawks this year. Um, the receiving du- uh, duo there with Lockett and Metcalf, again, just I think it's going to be explosive. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But we're going to go ahead and switch over now to the NFC South and talk about... Uh, the team that has been talked about the most in the offseason. I'm already starting to to get over it. It's like New England Patriots South. And we're going to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, man, Tampa. So it's hard not to have these guys winning a lot of games just with all the talent there. You know, they're a team, too, that I have chalked up for 12 and 4, 13 and 3, maybe even. And I mean, it's just, it's so much. You have so many offensive weapons. Their defense was pretty good, actually, last year. If you look at their stats, uh, Shaq Barrett was a beast on that defense. And uh, their DBs were kind of picking up at the end of the season as well, too. And I know it's kind of diminished because of what Jameis Winston was doing, going 30 for 30. That is 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. But, I mean, Jameis ain't there no more. They They got the GOAT. Tommy Brady. Old Timmy boy. But... Yeah, players you're going to want to own. I mean, Brady is an obvious one. He's got all these weapons to throw to. Um, and it's going to surprise you guys. I only got three, including Tom Brady, three guys that I like on this team as fantasy options. The rest of them scare the hell out of me because it's so uncertain on how they're going to be used. But the other two weapons, though, I like on this offense and two guys who you're going to be taking in these first probably two to three rounds in your fantasy drafts if you already haven't draft, is Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, Mike Evans, outside receiver. Chris Godwin, slot receiver. Godwin was a just a beast last year. Tore it up, breakout, the whole nine yards. He he killed it. Mike Evans was a killed it on touchdowns, and I don't think he had the most receiving yards. Excuse me, but made some big plays, and I mean that was Jameis's go-to right there um, on deep balls, and I think that's going to be kind of the same uh, song and dance with him and Brady. Now, the players, I mean, it's pretty much everyone else who makes me nervous, like Gronk. Is Gronk going to be good until he takes one hit and his back crumbles on him again? Like, and is it going to be the same Gronk that we had in New England? You know, so he's someone, don't reach on him. I would say wait until the, you know, the double digit rounds, honestly, because tight end is so deep. Um, 
and even too, if, if you say if you do get Gronk, there's so many mouths to feed on this offense, and I think Godwin and Evans are gonna get the first and second looks on that, regardless of Gronk and Brady's rapport. Now Gronk will probably get the third most looks, but still, I don't want to take Gronk anywhere in the um, single digit rounds. And then the other one, I mean OJ Howard. He's so damn good. An athletic tight end can stretch the field. And I think it's, I don't know if it's football IQ or what it is, or just utilization. Just he, cause he's never gotten over that hump. Cause I think he could be a superstar. And just watching him when he was at Alabama, he was an animal. Like he was a beast. Someone that I was excited to see going into the NFL. And when he went to Tampa, I was like, oh my God, him, Jameis Winston, Mike Evans, like they're going to kill. He really didn't blow up with Jameis, and now he's with Brady, somebody who uses tight end. So it's just like, I want to see it happen before I go and put the investment in the player. So he's someone you want to keep an eye on for waiver, I would say. He is a sleeper, too, for me on this team. You know, after week one, maybe week two, take a look at the utilization, see how the game flow is going. And I mean, if he's getting targets, go snag him. Because, I mean, if Gronk goes down, too, he's... O.J. Howard is going to be probably the number one on that waiver wire week if Gronk does go down. But we do not wish injuries, so I hope Gronk stays healthy. And then the last kind of guys that are making me nervous on this Tampa Bay team is that backfield. I mean, you got Ronald Jones, you got LaShawn McCoy, Leonard Fournette, and the rookie, I always forget his name, Keyshawn Vaughn. I know his last name is Vaughn, but Vaughn, he's the rookie coming in. There's a lot of mouths there in the backfield. And, I mean, if I'm just going to chalk it up, I think you see Ronald Jones taking some first and second down touches. Fournette's probably going to take some first and second down touches. And I can see them probably using Fournette at goal line. And then Shady's probably going to get third down work, probably catching out of the backfield. I mean, it's I don't think you're going to have a reliable running back on this team. So I wouldn't draft any of these guys again in the single-digit rounds. Um, if they fall to the double digits, great. And, you know, go snag them. And they, they could be a... Uh, a potential sleeper and especially if one of them gets injured but i wouldn't want to race a waste a roster spot on any of these uh, guys in the backfield here but yeah it's going to be interesting to see what tampa bay does i mean sunday they open up against division rival against the saints so that should be fun breeze versus brady you know we'll get get a first look at and see what this offense does um hopefully they're not like what cleveland was last year look good on paper and goes out and takes a complete dump on the bed you know cleveland got killed by tennessee it was bad it was really bad it was their home opener too so we'll see what uh tampa bay does i mean i expect these guys to be good i don't think they're going to be this otherworldly godly team like everyone's hyping up but they're going to be good they got a good coach got a good qb a lot of iq on this team i mean brady's a leader um but at the same time i could be wrong so we'll see we'll see what happens but we're going to go ahead and jump over to the AFC South and talk about the Tennessee Titans. This is another team I think is going to take a step back this year. Um, I got them going, and it's hard to really say what I think their final record is going to be. So I'm going to give you kind of an, a guesstimate. You know, 7-9, and 9-7 team. They're going to be flirting with that wild card spot. And I, this team's going to just really... They got some tough defenses, actually, uh, this year, and it makes me very nervous about the, some of these players on this team. And, I mean, just kind of looking at it, they opened up against Denver and Denver. Um, they got a, a, a cupcake in Week 2 against Jacksonville. You know, start all your Titans there. But then they got 
Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Houston, bye week. Then they open up the back against Cincinnati, Chicago, Indy, Baltimore, Indy again, Cleveland. And then fantasy playoff schedule is kind of nice. Jacksonville, Detroit, Green Bay. So I like, I really like their playoff schedule. But for the players on this team that I would say to own would be A.J. Brown, number one wide receiver. He's someone that's going to go in the top five rounds. Um, I think he's going to get the most receptions, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns. He's going to handle all that work on the, uh, the Titans receiving core. He kind of took a step over Corey Davis, who's been there forever and just hasn't lived up to his first round draft pick that he was taken at. Um, so yeah, I think AJ Brown's gonna really dominate and establish himself as that wide receiver one on this Titans team. And then I, my sleeper, because it's hard. So let's let's wait on the sleeper. Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannenhill. My my concern with Henry is can he really repeat what he did last year? Um, I mean, I know he's gonna get the work and get the touches, but then it's just like durability and. Is he even going to be, have that same success? Like, is this Titan team going to be hot like they got hot last year? And that's when Tannenhill kind of came in, took over. Uh, I believe they beat the Chiefs. Like, they were just riding this wave of momentum. And, you know, that took them far into the playoffs. And it was, it was crazy to see. I mean, they got a solid defense with the addition of Jadavion Clowney. You know, I think the defense is going to do their part. So it really comes down to, you know, if Henry can be that reliable running back that he's been. And Ryan Tannenhill, you know, is he going to come out and be the Ryan Tannenhill we saw last year? Is he going to be taking those shots down the field and making smart, you know, choices and not turning the ball over? I mean, he doesn't have a full season of doing that under his belt yet. I mean, Miami, the whole time there, and Adam Gase was to blame. Aside from the player being on the field, yes, Adam Gase is a terrible coach, so I don't want to hold that against Ryan Tannenhill. So... Based off of nine games, I believe, that we're looking at last year, you know, it's it's really hard to put a lot of trust in Tannenhill. Um, he is someone I would take possibly as a backup QB, though, because if he hits, then this Titan team is going to be a lot of fun to watch, and he's going to be someone that's going to be good to have on your fantasy team. And my sleeper on this team now is at tight end, and it's not Delaney Walker. It's the person who's going to be starting now is Janu Smith. He is a tight end that's got jets, burners, the fast words. All the fast words we use, he's got them. He's quick, he's big, and he has great hands. Um, him and A.J. Brown, I think, are going to be the top two receiving options on this offense. I think A.J. Brown's going to you know, really demand the targets and make more plays. But Johnny Smith, I mean, he catches a, a ball there in the middle. I mean, he could break up field and be gone. You know, that's someone that he's done that before in the past. And I think getting some of that rapport there with Tannenhill last year is going to carry over onto this year. And he's someone I'm really excited to see play. So, but yeah, overall in the Titans, I'm so-so on him. You know, can Henry really be better um, than he was last year? I hope, but I don't see it happening. But, you know, Brown and Smith, I think they're both going to be weekly starts for you. And same with Tannehill. We're going to throw him in that conversation again just with Henry. Can he be as good as he was at the end of the season? You know, we'll see. But to wrap it up on our teams, and this is the last one, and we don't have a lot to say about them. It is that. Ugh. All right, we're going to, I'm going to be polite. The Washington football team do not like the operation, do not like 
the whole thing they got going up there. Like Ron Rivera, like love the head coach. The players, I know they have no control of that. I'm excited to see Chase Young, first round draft pick, uh, drafted number two. I'm excited to see Terry McLaurin, scary Terry. <laughs> but yeah, this is going to be a team I think that's going to be in position to honestly take the number one draft pick for this coming year and probably draft a new QB. Um, I think them, Jacksonville, are in that same boat of just tanking this year. Not even tanking, but just not being good. But with that, and I think the not being good is going to really fall in the offense part. Because I think the defense actually could be a much improved defense. I mean, they have a lot of... They have a lot of pass rushers, and that defensive line's nasty. Um, you got Montez Sweat there at linebacker, and as well as just Chase Young, I think, is going to go and just really put a put a fire in this defense and take over as the leader probably on this defense as well, too. But we're not talking defense, and this isn't a defense I would ever stream for fantasy. So we're going to look on the offensive guys. Not touching Dwayne Haskins. Don't touch him. Don't even look at him. Not by. Rookie Antonio Gibson, take a shot on him. I mean, he's probably going to get, I think it's going to be split work with him and Bryce Love, but see what he does. If he ends up being the starter, I mean, he could be serve, you know, flex play here and there, but I don't really want to start a running back on a bad team. You know, how much production are they really going to give me? But the one guy who I am comfortable of taking, and especially in the first four to five rounds of your draft, is Terry McLaurin. He balled out last year as a rookie, and he has that rapport with Dwayne Haskins. Even from college, they both went to Ohio State. So I think Terry McLaurin's literally just going to get force-fed balls all season long. Like, he's going to be someone with an incredible amount of receptions, targets. I think he's going to have a really good... Um, I think he's going to go over 1,000 receiving yards pretty easily. Um, and the receiving touchdowns, I mean, he's someone that can maybe get to the double digits. I'd put him, like, maybe at 10 or 11, if that. But I don't see a lot of good things coming for this Washington team this year, unfortunately. But that's going to wrap it up there on our teams that we broke down for the preseason. Yes, this will be done much earlier next year. This was, you know, we started this a little late. It was uncertain with COVID and everything, but we got it rolling. We got all the teams done before kickoff. Unfortunately, it's the day before, but you know what? Shut up. We got there. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and transition to our first preview. And it's not going to be... It's going to be kind of hard to preview this game. Well, not hard, but it's going to be pretty much information you're probably already knowing. And it's against Kansas City, Houston Texans, and playing in KC. Start everyone. I mean, with the Chiefs, you're going to start Mahomes. You're going to start Tyreek Hill. You're going to start Travis Kelsey. You're going to start Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. On the Houston side now, I wouldn't start Brandon Cooks. I would start Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, David Johnson. Those are the guys there that... On the Houston side, I think they're they're all going to have good games. It's going to be really interesting to see how David Johnson is used, not only in the run game, but in the pass game too, because he is a running back that can stretch the field, um, run routes, be another ta target and option there for Deshaun. And then Will Fuller, I mean, this is the year. He's healthy. Those, ha those hamstrings are all right. Can he step up and be the wide receiver one? I mean, he's filling in the footsteps of the, uh, the shoes of DeAndre uh, Hopkins, so... Is Will Fuller going to be that guy? I really hope so. I think he has the skills and the potential to. And kind of a sleeper on this Houston team that you're probably going to want to look at. Maybe even take just a 
just a stab to even pick him up, pick him up and stash him on your bench if you you are already in kind of de- debating on your bench and having doubts on your bench. But uh, Randall Cobb at the slot, I think Randall Cobb is going to get a lot of targets underneath, especially if Deshaun's line. I mean, that Texans line is eh. So you know, eh. So if he's getting blitz. You know, not only David Johnson, but Randall Cobb's going to get targeted a ton just with short routes, running those routes in the middle. And then, I mean, Deshaun Watson. I mean, his coach refers him as the MJ of football. So aside from that, Deshaun's incredible. You know, he's up there with Mahomes. He's one of those guys that can make magic on, on the field, extend plays with his feet, maybe even give you a couple rushing touchdowns as well, too. And then on the Chiefs side, I don't got to tell you, start Mahomes. Start Tyree Kill, start Travis Kelsey, and again, start Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Some of the sleepers on this team, uh Miko Hardman, he could be he could be fun. I'm not gonna start him in week one. I want to see what he does, but he's someone that can be picked up on waivers if not if he wasn't already drafted. And then I don't know how I feel about Sammy Watkins. I did see a report he is questionable for this game, so that already is just raising some hairs on on my neck there. I'm like, uh just it's unfortunate the career Sammy's had. Uh, a lot of potential there. Wait, I don't say wasted, but just due to injury. But, yeah, this and this game is going to be fun. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I do think the Chiefs are going to pull out the dub. I mean, it's their season opener, home opener, uh, Super Bowl rings, all that. Oh, I think they already got their rings, but, you know, it's going to be lit. Super Bowl team opening up. It's going to be a good game. I'm excited for it. And... With that being said, though, we're going to go ahead and get out of here and get some shout-outs. And um, we'll also have our Friday show go up with this weekend's games previews. I'm going to go ahead and go down every game, giving you my fantasy players that I like in those games. I mean, it's week one, so it's going to be a lot of what you already know already. But you know what? might sway some minds, might give you a little more insight, open up your eyes on things, make you think a little bit more. It's always good to have a second guess, but don't tinker. Don't tinker too much. I have that issue. It sucks. But for our shout-outs, they're not really shout-outs, but just things that are going on in the world, man. California is on fire right now. I mean, it is smoky. There's just fires all up through the West Coast. It's it's honestly heartbreaking. Um, just want to give a shout-out, though, to the people who are fighting those fires. You know, thank you. Just it's It's incredible just them trying to put these things out i mean if you haven't seen the pictures i mean san fran is it looks apocalyptic like it's crazy uh, san diego's looking pretty you know smoggy as well we've been hit with the smoke cloud just all throughout it it's it's pretty bad right now you know it's it's 2020 unfortunately but you know just want to continue to uh do our best wear those masks not only for covid but for smoke's sake and especially if you are someone that has you know asthma and things like that you know take the precautions for it you know this is some serious stuff other than that though uh, the heat beat the bucks shout out to miami i did not see that coming did not think the milwaukee bucks were gonna go down that easy but and i know Giannis hurt his ankle but even before Giannis went out man jimmy butler got this they are they're tough. Like, they're really tough, and they play really well together. It's going to be fun to see them and either the Raptors or the Celtics in that Eastern Conference final. Um, personally, I, I'd love to see them and the Celtics, and then whoever wins that, I mean, I think they're going to end up playing the Lake Show. Uh, Lakers, you know, LeBron, 80. Should be a good 
good rest of the basketball season. And last thing we're going to touch on. Oh, my God. So I saw the news for this, man. And we're not going to go too much into it. But uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, if y'all don't know what's going on with Odell, I'm not going to tell you. Just just Google it. Just Google his name and you'll you'll see what's coming on, uh, coming up. But, um, yeah, man apparently has a very uh, different taste. Uh, oh, God. Anyway, um, yeah, just I love Odell uh, as a player. I have him on my dynasty team. He's someone I'm really excited to watch this year. But, um, yeah, give that a gander. It's, uh, it's definitely an interesting um, bit of news that, that leaked out. Um, just to give you guys a hint. I renamed my dynasty team the Cleveland Steamers. <laughs> but anyway, that's gonna wrap up our show. Uh, again, Friday week one previews. Look out for it. You'll see us on the social medias posting about it. Other than that, for you guys that have players in the game tomorrow, Kansas City and Houston. Good luck, and I'll see you all on Friday. Break.